What is up, everybody? Today I am here with Philip Nation. Philip is a, a pastor, a professor. Uh, he is now in the publishing um, spectrum of, of Bible publishing. He is just a great leader who brings great insight over all of his years of leadership. Uh, I, I'm really excited for this episode. If you could do a favor, if, if you love this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Uh, click that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes that we have coming up and, and go ahead and leave us a five-star review that helps so much for people just to discover the podcast and so go ahead and do that and we're going to jump straight into our episode today with philip nation all right what is up everybody i am here with philip nation how are you today philip I am having a great day, having fun uh, in the middle of chaos, but nevertheless, I think I'm thriving. <laughs> that is great. Uh, Philip, you have so much leadership experience. Why don't you tell our people a little bit about you and yourself as a leader for those people who don't know you? Oh, well, you're kind to say that. Uh, either that means I'm old or I'm unfocused. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I have had the opportunity to be a leader in the church or in nonprofit organizations and in the publishing world uh, since I was a, a young guy, went to seminary and finished all that up and got married. And so I have served as a pastor of traditional churches, uh, as a church planter. Uh, I've also worked uh, in uh, for a nonprofit publishing company, a very large one called Lifeway Christian Resources. And now currently, I am the Bible publisher for Thomas Nelson Publishers. Uh, however, I've also uh, served as a professor, both uh, held a professorship at Houston Baptist University for several years, uh, long distance, but then have done adjunct work for various uh, un universities and seminaries, both here in the United States and actually have taught overseas as well. And so, yeah, I've had kind of a, ver a, a varied uh, ministry and vocational career along the way. That's incredible. So you have, you've known a lot about leadership, met some incredible leaders. If you were in a room yeah. with young and old, just all type of leaders, um, and they asked you, what's one piece of leadership advice to lead better? What would you give them? Yeah. So my one piece of advice, uh, has to do with both ends of somewhat of an age spectrum. And, and it all comes down to uh, finding a discipler and, and, and being a willing disciple. I, I think that there are so many among us that we want a mentor or a coach or a discipler or, you know, whatever language, you know, or vocabulary you feel most comfortable with. But the question is, are you willing is really what it comes down to. It's not just that you could check the box of I've got an older guy in my life or a more seasoned veteran in my life that I meet with for coffee and we, you know, and I dump my emotional truck to him every once in a while and he invests in me some wisdom. But how willing of a disciple are you so that you can truly take the wisdom of someone else and infuse it into your life and then there's a part B, though, here to this, and that is, is there within the discipleship that you are experiencing and the discipleship that you're doling out, is there a graduation in mind? 
Is there a point at which you're going to graduate out of this relationship and turn around and pour and invest into others? So it's a, it's a little bit of a lengthier and, and maybe not as compact of an answer, but obviously so much about leadership is and learning leadership is about relationships, and, but it's about moving wisdom from somebody else into your life and then for you moving it into another person's life ultimately is what a lot of leadership is all about. Yeah, that is that is so good. I want to hit on that real quick. Um, let's talk about that moving. Uh, can you talk practically in your life maybe how has that wisdom moved from somebody older or wiser pouring into you and then you pouring that into somebody else? What did that look like practically? Yeah, I can give you uh, two uh, what I think are really monumental relationships that I had that I've had through the years. One with somebody that is is just somebody that I know, and then one that is a name that a lot of believers will know. The first is a guy that I know. His name's Matt Roscom, and Matt was an associate pastor at my home church in Birmingham, Alabama. That when I felt the call to ministry. Matt came alongside of me and discipled me on a weekly basis for three years. And, and so Matt is not a whole lot older than me. He's, I don't know, eight or 10 years older than I am, but he was already married. He, his, he and his wife were having their first kids, and he just knew how to lead a young guy and to, and to just give me practical wisdom around how to live as a leader and how to deeply love the law of the Lord and the word of God and being able to teach it well. But then there came this moment a number of years later where Matt, there was this kind of event, a significant spiritual event in my life where Matt uh, was there in attendance. It was a really important moment where I got to preach and he came to me after the service and he shook my hand and I'll never forget this moment. He, he looked at me and he said, now we're just friends. It was this kind of this kind of crossing of a threshold where he's like, okay, now it's time for you to go do in other people's lives uh, what I've been attempting in your life. The other person uh, is a guy who wrote uh, a Bible study that has sold over five million copies. Uh, The Bible study is called Experiencing God, and his name is Henry Blackaby. And he was a member of one of the churches where I served as an associate pastor when I was in my 30s. And I would I, I would spend time with him, and I would spend breakfasts with him, and I try to meet with him as often as I could because he traveled all over the world, and he led. He would lead these these teaching sessions where there'd be ten thousand people in attendance, you know, in places like Thailand or South Korea, and and just a titan of the faith. And one day we were having breakfast, and he had just imparted so much wisdom to me. And, and again, there was this theme that you're going to hear repeated. And so I just started fawning all over him saying, Henry, thank you so much for spending time with a young guy like me. It just means so much that you're my coach and that you're my mentor. And, and that, and, and when I said those words, he looked at me so strangely and he said, Philip, I'm none of those things. I'm just your friend. And so this idea of leadership is not that we're lording over somebody else because we know more but that you are just simply locking arms with another leader to help them walk forward with the intent that you're going to let go of them so that they can lock arms with somebody else. And, and it's just that idea that, that, that wisdom and holiness and spiritual formation 
that all of these things are passed on for a little while to another person, and then you let them go so that then they will go and, and, and pour into other people's lives. And, and so that's a little bit of that story for me. Wow, both of those are so good. Um, those are really, really good. And I feel like there's a leader listening to this who can resonate, but they don't know how to start it. They're like, do I just go up to somebody and ask them? Is that weird? How does somebody maybe approach this going to pour into somebody and approach getting poured into? Do they just walk up and ask them? How, how, what would you give that to them? Yeah, so here's my advice, and, and that's a great question um, because it can feel intimidating. And I've had other people ask me that question before when they've heard me talk about this kind of idea of this reproductive leadership. And, and so here, here's my wisdom, and it's pretty simple. It's, it's a lot of what you just said, is identify someone that you have a deep and abiding trust, not just in their skill set as a leader, but in their heart, that, that you've not just watched them lead and make good decisions, but you have observed their character. And when you have identified that person, you have to unashamedly go to them and say, I trust you and I, and I want to spend time with you. You may not know what it is that I need, but I trust that God's working in your life. Could we, just as friends and whether it's brothers in the faith or sisters in the faith, could we just spend time together on a regular basis, whether that's weekly or twice a month, where I can just talk to you about the leadership issues that I'm facing and you can just give me some wise counsel. It doesn't have to be necessarily structured, although sometimes these relationships are. It can just be a friendship. And so I, I would say, and, and here's the other caveat is I'll put on it, is there are a lot of great leaders in the world that don't know you need help. They're never going to know you need help until you tell them. And so if you're a young leader or a struggling leader or you just feel like, man, I'm just kind of holding on, but nothing great has happened, do not feel ashamed. Do not feel like you got to hold back. Make that phone call and ask that person, hey, can we spend time on the phone? Can we spend time in person? Can I drive to your city and buy you lunch um, and just spend an hour with you? And I'm telling you, so many people will say yes. They want to help, but they don't know who you are. They don't know what your circumstances are. So ask. And I think you will oftentimes find a positive result. Yes, absolutely. I, I have a story like that in my life. I used to actually work at Lifeway Bookstore as I go in through college. I thought I was actually going to make a paycheck, but when you're studying theology and you work at a Christian bookstore, um, you end up just yeah. using it all on books and not actually um, <laughs> for what you need it on. And, and I read this book called Messy Grace uh, by my now mentor and very close friend, Caleb Kaltenbach. And yeah. read his book, reached out to him, found out he was like two hours away, um, reached out to him on Twitter and said, hey, I would love to just grab lunch and learn from you. And that was five years ago. And we still talk yeah. um, a couple times a month to this day and see each other whenever we're in the same city together. Um, and it all comes down to I'm just going to reach out to somebody I don't know who I just want to learn from on Twitter. Um, and it ended up being this really good friendship over the last five years. Well, I have committed myself uh, that I'm going to do that exact same thing for whoever will reach out to me. Uh, I just I, I'm not the greatest leader in the world. I've not experienced everything that other great leaders have. But what 
wisdom God has has been gracious enough to give to me, I want to give to other people. And so when guys reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or they ping me with an email, man, you can you can guarantee that I'm going to call you back and I, that I'm going to give you my time because I want to be the guy who invested in others. I don't want to be, I don't want to ever think that I've been selfish with the good gifts that God gave to me, the experiences, the mistakes I've made. I want people to learn from them and to skip them over. Uh, and so I want to be that guy to other people. That is so good, Phil. Thank you so much for dropping that wisdom. Um, where can people find you on social media and kind of more of the stuff? I know you produce a lot of great content. Where can they find you? At? Oh, well, thanks. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Philip Nation. It's one uh, L one Nation, so just one L in the middle of Philip, no S on the end of Nation. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Philip dot Nation, uh, and so you can look me up on any of those social media feeds, and and you should be able to find me and all of my uh, silliness. And every once in a while, I try to drop a profound nugget. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you.